0: Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley. It's a podcast about making things up and making things happen and getting over a cold, as you might be able to tell in my voice. Um, I love to talk to creative people, and today I had an amazing creative person to talk to, Mary Birdsong. She's an actress and singer and Instagram Dynamo. Um, You may have seen her as a regular on Reno 911. She's also been on shows like The Middle and Succession she was in Martin Short's Broadway show um and she does an amazing thing on Instagram with her crazy videos it's like a one woman show and uh, i definitely encourage you to check out that but before we get to the interview oh the reason i'm talking to her is she's going into the Trump family special it's a musical variety show kind of spoof starring all of the trump family except for um the president um this is the third episode i've done with different people from this show, because I love it so much, and they're so smart and cool and talented. And Mary is going into the role of Melania when the Trump Family Special shows as part of the LA Fringe Festival starting this weekend. It goes Friday, June 7th through Sunday, June 16th. So I wanted to get this podcast up a little sooner than, uh, than normal, because I just had one a few days ago. But we want to get people into the show. So anyway, Mary's going to be Melania. It's going to be awesome. Before we get to that, I want to encourage you to check out DennisAnyone.net. That's the website that goes with this podcast. You can donate to my virtual tip jar to buy me cough drops, for example, or uh, just to help cover some of the expenses that come with doing the show. I also, if you haven't bought the party game, You Don't Know My Life, I co-created it with my friend Jeb Havens. It's the perfect thing for the summer barbecue For the getaway to p-town with your friends and the cabin and the lake it uh it brings people together in a really fun way and you can get it on amazon you don't know my life all right enough with the plugs here is mary birdsong Hey there, I'm coming to you from the Madeleine Clark Studios in North Hollywood, which is stuck in a time warp. It's a rehearsal space. I'm here with Mary Birdsong.
1: Hi. Aster-
0: actress extraordinaire who is going into the Trump Family Special, the musical review that I love, that is going to be at the Fringe Festival here in L.A. Opening this June weekend. June 7th, yep. June 7th, and then next weekend as well.
1: Yeah, and yesterday was my first rehearsal.
0: Yeah, now first of all, this place, it, a- it's amazing. like Twin Peaks meets fame. It's
1: it's It un- meets the, your crazy aunt, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, your auntie Mae was like, welcome, in her tan. Yeah. It's yeah. fantastic.
0: And it feels like the perfect place to be. We're on the floor in front of the dance mirror. Um, you're playing Melania Trump. I am. I, um, What's your way in?
1: My way in is just um, her personality, so sparkling. I, I love, like Danny, the director, uh, creator, uh, Danny, was remarking that she really is like a paper doll, like wherever she is. She's like, today I am a a, a British woman. Look, I'm eating scone and have fancy hat with fascinator. And like, then I'm in (laughs) Egypt and it's like, look, I have a peace helmet. And I am archaeologist. Like, she's (laughs)
0: like... (laughs) She can do it all. She,
1: yeah, she plays the part and she's the most mysterious, I think, of all the Trumps. And... God, I can't wait till her like autobiography comes out.
0: I can't wait for her to crack and tell all. Oh I mean, my God, have, yes! And it's like, are we going to outlive her? Is are we going to live to see that? I hope so. I think we will, at least on the deathbed. Yeah, yeah. I'm dying to out. see like
1: who actually plays her in like the yeah, the you know biopic.
0: And you have a big song, at I, least one. I have two. What are your songs?
1: It is in contract. They cannot yeah. cut it.
0: Yes, good. Um, no,
1: okay. Um, I sing uh, "Look Gorgeous" and "Shut the Hell Up." Yeah. Um, it was dirtier lyrics before I said cleaned it up
0: yeah you did you maybe shut
1: the hell up yeah you know yeah and then I have i have love that she says I have. um it's a circus yeah which is a very good like sort of cabaret I feel like
0: that might be new i, I don't think know it might be, I,
1: it's a great song
0: yeah because I've, I've seen the show twice and I know look gorgeous of course um I want to tell my friends who are sick of the trump uh, reality show nightmare that we're living in. Mm. That this show is an antidote to that in a way. Like he's not even in it. Yeah, it, it will not. I will not cure your Trump ails, but it will not make them worse, and it will make you laugh and smile. And yeah. it's so fresh and funny. What What's your pitch on the show and what, what the appeal yeah, is? Yeah, I
1: mean that's the thing. Is I feel like a lot of times with these shows that are like so incredibly topical. Like, yeah, you know whatever uh, menopause the musical or right. you know whatever. Um, they they're naturally gonna be a little bit silly, you right. know. Um, but sometimes I feel like it's like, oh, the music's a little hokey and cheesy and you know right um, like a do-it-yourself little five minute you know, I've got a barn, let's put it right It feels a
0: little thrown together. Yeah. And
1: this the music is outstanding. Yeah
0: Tor and Lisa, yeah, old friends of mine.
1: Yeah, and they've got just tons of stuff happening uh, in their world as composers. Um, it's really smart. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah, it's just sort of all the madness, which to me is more maddening than Trump himself. I feel like, oh, oh, he's, oh, he's weird and ner- and like yeah. just wrong.
0: Yeah, hurt people hurt people.
1: Yeah, he's just like a, a kind <laughs> of, oh, he's got challenges, poor thing. Whereas I feel like the people around him are supposedly intelligent, you know, uh cognizant of, like, decency and all that stuff, and they're the ones that are just sort of, you know, holding all the puppet strings and just... Propping him up and moving him around and letting him be his dis- disgusting self. So this is kind of a look at that.
0: That whole world. Yeah, that in, thing that's holding it In together. the form of like a 70s variety show. Like you would yes. see Donnie Marie or the Osmonds or something like yes. that. Which is right in my sweet spot.
1: Oh, yes, me too. Shields and Yarnell.
0: Remember them?
1: How about Shields and Yarnell? Yeah. How about giving them a they little They were just love?
0: mimes. They would yeah. just do miming stuff.
1: Yeah, and yet America was like, yes. Yeah. Yes, once a week, mime. In the summer? <laughs>
0: yes. You know? Pink Lady and Jeff? Tony That's the Orlando. excuse for
1: any weird TV show. It was the summer. Yeah. You know, who cares?
0: We got time. How did this show come to you? Did Danny reach out? How did this happen?
1: Uh, it was a wild uh, thing that came out of the blue um, at a perfect time uh, when I was literally doing nothing. Um, and uh, I had been a recurring character on a, a TV show called The uh, The Middle.
0: Of course. And
1: a woman named Eileen Heisler is the showrunner, and she's fantastic. And I guess Danny needed a Melania he had most of the cast in place, but yeah, um, and so he said, "I don't know what to do. I need to find a Melania." And she said, "You know, one word, Mary Birdsong." Yeah, because that is one word. That's my name, actually. My first name is Mary Birdsong.
0: Your whole first name is yeah. Mary Birdsong. It's a, it, a what's misconception. Your last name? Um, it's whatever. CSW. Yeah, Mary yeah, yeah. Birdsong
1: CSW. No. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, no, my last name is Birdsong, but um, it. and it's my real name. But yeah, so Eileen Heisler, I guess, had seen. I do a lot of you know Instagram.
0: Your news. Instagram is like a one-woman show.
1: It's a little nuts.
0: It's so fun though. I,
1: it's basically. I started like, to
0: do a deep dive, and then it's like, no, I have to go do the interview.
1: Right. It's a little. It's a little scary. Like
0: I love when you do the Australian ordering Mexican food, <laughs> which is so just what would they would do?
1: Random, right?
0: Yeah, but it's. Do so- have
1: mango tango salad? <laughs> <laughs> do you have any flan?
0: Yeah, I love it. It's perfect. Any
1: excuse to say flan.
0: Voices were they something that always came naturally to you? Could you hear? I think so. I think it was
1: basically. I mean, some people, most performers aren't surprised to hear this, but a lot of um, people outside the business are. I, I'm cripplingly shy, and so I feel like performing was somehow. I think I was musically inclined without knowing it, and that first sort of presented itself in like the musicality of people's voices, yeah, and just interesting sounds, you know, and music and. So when I was little, and I was like freaked out and shy, I would kind of dissociate and like disappear, like cry, and then come out in like a wig and like a you know with a cane else. and be like, "Hit it, Harry!" <laughs> you know, and I'm like, "What the hell is happening?" Right. But it was it was just a very like I think it was sort of a form of control, right? Yeah. Because I'm going to say something, you're going to hopefully. You know, be reasonably polite and right. kind of say, like, yay.
0: And I don't have to take it personally.
1: Right, yeah. And because it, it's them doing it, it's something. this
0: other thing. Yeah.
1: And yeah. I'm too scared to sort of do certain behaviors or be confident or sing or whatever. Yeah. But I can be sexy if I'm this person. You right, know? interesting. Or flirty if I'm that person or cocky or mean. Oh, I love being mean.
0: It's fun, right?
1: Yeah, because I'm such a was in real life. Like, yeah. I love being that woman who's like, this toast is charcoal.
0: <laughs> like I so
1: want to be that. Send woman. it back. Yeah, yeah. Because
0: in real life, no, no. But do you find even as you've um, gone into your career and gotten older that that it still fulfills that sort of "I can't do this, but this person can" thing, or is it? I think melding so. together.
1: I mean, I think it's now. It's luckily, I think, more from a place of just familiarity, but also just joy. Like yeah. when I do that, when I'm just like sitting in my apartment and I turn on the camera, and there's you know. Full artistic freedom—that's right. the lovely part about podcasting, right? It's, yeah, it's Dennis, and yeah. and so I love that sort of escapism. I just feel like time disappears, and you know, it's like that feeling when you're a kid and you're finger painting, like, yeah, or you're a, an addict and you're gambling, like it just—there like, you go. It's, it's your happy way. place. Um, so that's sort of what it's about for me now, and I just—that's the world that I sort of entered show business through—is sketch comedy and right. improv. So, and it's so rare you get to do that in Los Angeles, you know, few of the opportunities you have to do that kind of work is like SNL. Yeah. Maybe Portlandia, you know, like there's very few sort of regular yeah. places to do that kind of like vaudevillian, you know.
0: Out there. Yeah. Stuff you'd never know, probably get cast in. But Yeah. You can do it so it's like,
1: a nice sort of antidote to like, yeah. I, I'll work, you know, I love to get whatever job I can as an mm. actor and God bless, you know. Yeah. But it's nice to kind of... Get to have just, your own thing. That's the beauty of, like, what's happened with the internet is you can just... There, there aren't any excuses. Yeah. You, you know? might not
0: get rich, but you have something that's yours. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so doing the Instagram and stuff, that's something that... That's, it's not like you're doing this as a marketing thing. It's doing You're doing it because it's fun and it fulfills you.
1: Yeah, I mean... Because you
0: go, you go to town. I Like, really you do things where you... I don't know technically how you do that thing with where Face you, swap. Face swap with Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Oh, my and,
1: goodness. Face yeah. swap is now my new, like...
0: Oh. Oh. Vine Who is Who all have you face swapped with?
1: Uh, I don't I only face swap with myself. Right. So I guess it's kind of a form of
0: masturbation. but Right. Uh, <laughs> or, but like, you could you have a picture of Sanders. Oh, Sarah you mean Huckabee like what characters? Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, um, Robert Pelosi. Mueller, yeah. Nancy Pelosi. Um, I did just like a random baby. Uh, I did the um, Academy Award. I yeah. did that one. Yeah. Um, I uh, just, there's no, uh, that's what I love about it. Like, I took a picture of a doily the other day, because I was like, that would make the perfect face walk.
0: Yeah, I'm going to be a doily. It was just I've... like a
1: dirty doily on the sidewalk. <laughs> to
0: dream role. Right? Dirty, dirty. I'm
1: just basically, that's what I am, a dirty, <laughs> a dirty doily. D- that's my <laughs> autobiography. <clears throat> um, now,
0: you've been in lots of fun shows. Mm-hmm. Reno 911 is when I first came to see you. Um, you played oh. d- d- uh, Deputy Cherisha. Uh, Cherisha Campbell. Cherisha, yes. Cherisha
1: Campbell, who's not a far, you know, blonde character from, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yeah. I live in the same world, but.
0: Did you ever actually go to Reno? You know what? I didn't. Have you ever been? I have not. They need to have a parade for you. You need to
1: do like a Mecca. Yeah. Right? A pilgrimage. To Reno. Um, but and I bet you've
0: been a Halloween costume. I bet people have gone as they you have. for not Halloween. Only,
1: not only that, there's a porn. Really? Yeah. Where there's like an alternate porn universe of Kimball, of Niecy Nash's character, yeah. Renisha. Of the whole, the whole, whole gamut. crew, yeah, and I'm like, I approve of of who's playing me.
0: Yeah, you feel good about it. Yeah, yeah. Did you watch any of it, or even a, an image of it, or <laughs> I any didn't. like you did? Just, yeah, but that's a, that's a, that says you've made it. Yeah, great. Right? Yeah, that was super fun. And then you were recently on secession and yeah. there are so many shows now that I feel like, as an actor or any kind of creative person, the compliment that you get at the coffee shop is, Oh, I've been meaning to watch that right, show. Right, right. Nobody says, Oh, I watched that show. Oh, I've been meaning, it's on my it's list. It's in my queue. <laughs> That's the new one. And to be honest, the session is in my queue because I like, I'd rather watch media moguls than like superheroes or. Um, dragons and stuff, mm-hmm. but I did notice that one of your episodes is called Shit Show at the Fuck Factory, and I'm yeah. like, this sounds like my kind of show, Right. so what was it like to work on?
1: It was great, um, it's Adam McKay was yeah. directing the pilot, which I was in, Love it. Um, and I'm a recurring character, I think sure. I only shot three episodes, and then of course like one of the scenes got cut, but it was a great experience, um, amazing actors, uh, Julian Cameron Mitchell is great in it, Um And Adam McKay, you know, he's from that like Talladega Nights kind of Will Ferrell. He's
0: like a a, a comedy guy who you feel like what was going on in the world just dragged him into Mm -hmm. to telling more serious stories and like using his. his I feel like the comedy
1: stuff almost like bought him the the luxury of being able to do those films that he always sort of I think wanted to make but was like ah I'm just you know I'm this guy. Um, and Will Ferrell is one of the producers, and Frank Rich. Like, picture nice. those three in a room.
0: I didn't know Frank Rich was on that. Former like New York Times theater critic. I know, but I don't like him when he's doing TV because it means he's not writing those long, interesting articles because right. he's on Veep.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm like, I need
0: a 6,000-word yeah. piece for you. I want you. an essay. Yes. On my desk tomorrow. <laughs> exactly.
1: But it was great, and Adam, um, you know, we would do um, a scene uh, sort of, you know, on script, and then uh, we'd do another take. and would be like, all hey, right, just do funny make me ups like you know what I mean yeah. just do fun improv and even the actor, on succession that's on succession, cool on succession yeah and and the the kid playing my son uh, Nicholas um, no he that's his actor that's his character name Nicholas uh, cousin Nick um, but he uh, he was there on set with me um and it was a phone conversation. The whole scene was a phone conversation where I'm in bed with my right. son. I mean, I'm not in bed with my son.
0: That's edgy. It's HBO. Right. Could but be. I'm on the
1: phone with him. And then God bless him. Like, he's, he was there in the studio on the other end of the phone in real time improvising with me. Like, he didn't have to do any of that.
0: The, the other actor. That's yeah. really cool when that happens. So that
1: was a really fun, yeah. fun time. Yeah.
0: When you do like an episode here, an episode there, you you know, you never know what you're going into, right? Yeah, you're always trying to make the most of it. You want to do a good job. You don't know if the other actor is going to be nice to you. Mm. How do you approach that? It is sort of traumatizing. Like it immediately brings me back to like first day of school. Can can
1: I sit at your table at the cafeteria? Yeah. And like, it's you want to be friendly, but you don't want to do you know, be pushy. Yeah, that's annoying, right? I'm your instant best friend. Yeah. Um. So I try to just sort of lay low a little bit and feel the room and. Just be respectful and keep my head down and like not screw up, Um, but I have to say, like it 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 um it fosters this like attitude for me anyway of like careful, you know what I mean, which is not the ideal sort of creative.
0: Right, you want to feel free <laughs>
1: environment. Right, and I miss that um, environment of like working with the same people every single day. Like know? something you would
0: have on Reno, where it was just yeah.
1: And even that, I was the new kid. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, they had already had three seasons, no, two seasons before I came on board. Yeah, and uh, so it's it's nice, you know, to have a group like. And this actually feels instantly yeah like a group where it's fully you know just like go for it, supportive. We're all joking. We're all doing bits. Yeah. You know, it's so crazy and such a crunch time rehearsal. It's so intense what we have to accomplish in like three days that I think everybody's just like, you know, who care? Like just laugh and have fun and yeah. and we'll get it done somehow.
0: So have you done much rehearsing yet for the show?
1: One rehearsal. <laughs>
0: One rehearsal. What we you, open on Friday. What are you just, discovering about Melania? Right. I mean, um, it's a little early to say in terms of the process, but you know what I mean? I think sometimes when you're working on something, you're like, oh.
1: right, right, uh, right, right. Right, right. Um, I think, um, God, she's so elusive, but I think it's that incredible, I mean, maybe it would be proved wrong, but, like, incredible, wise, calculating, like, almost Machiavellian. I feel
0: like when all of the thing comes tumbling down, and it all goes to hell... She will still be there.
1: And I have to say, like... She'll just
0: have a nice outfit on and she'll walk out a door.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know what she's like. She might just have the best heart in the world. I don't know. Um, Like, I even thought when she was doing the coat for a while, like, I I really don't care, do you? I thought, is she, like, a performance artist?
0: What's going on? And she's
1: trying to subvert from within? Yeah. Like, I was, you know, a full, like, um, conspiracy theorist. But um, the fact that she will fucking... Sorry, I That's Um, okay. Swat his hand away. Yeah. In full view of every camera. Yeah. You know, um, and just not, I mean, when she is there in that, like, six foot, like, radius of a hat. Yeah. (laughs) That white, you know, huge, you know, lazy Susan she had on her head. She does not joke around. She's like, I am going to make the most of this moment. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm just... I'm doing what was expected of me. I'm showing up. I'm so curious. I'm just... Yeah. I, I'm, that's the thing I really come away with is just I'm so, so curious. Um, and I have to say, like, she's very dignified when she's on camera. Yeah. She's very sort of elegant. Yeah. And I love that, like, if she's in the situation she's in, like, for the inauguration, like, come on. Yeah. That powder blue, like, little, like, princess phone of an outfit she had on, like... She, it just makes me sad because she could be such a great like gay icon. Like, right, if
0: she'd really embrace know? her, yeah, like, her like her maybe maybe she'll leaning. surprise us after. Yeah, may, like, afterwards, I'm sure she's got a whole thing. What do you make of the singing? Do you like to sing?
1: I love to sing. Yay. It was my first love, actually. Oh,
0: that's cool. Where'd you grow up?
1: Uh South Jersey. Okay, um, cool. Down to shore, hon. That's how they say it down there. Yeah, nice. Yeah, getting over to Philly like Philadelphia was our New York City right which I'm Philadelphia just depresses the hell out of me but um because it's just so not New York <laughs> sorry Philadelphia that's all right I love you too um but yeah it was my first love like one again when I was like very shy when the family would be outside of the house I remember I would like clear all the furniture off the floor to the, you know, against the walls and just like dance and sing to like Pat Benatar. That was
0: my first concert.
1: Oh my God. Crimes
0: of Passion album. Right? I mean.
1: You better run!
0: Hell is for Children? That's yes. dark.
1: And Wuthering Heights. She's saying Wuthering Heights.
0: Yeah. What yeah. a voice, right? Amazing. Still with us. Okay. Yeah. And still it.
1: married to Nick Giraldo.
0: Yeah. They got it. They got it. I love it. They found the real thing.
1: Love is a battlefield.
0: When did you move to L.A.?
1: Uh it was such a slow progression. I was liking it to like drugs because I'm like, Oh, I'll just go for a week. Yeah. No, I'm just gonna go for a couple weeks now. Yeah, I'm here a for pilot three months. Yeah, I yeah. have a sublet. You know. Right. Always in a car. You know, it was just like it just kinda
0: kept sucking yeah, you yeah, in a little yeah, bit. Yeah,
1: yeah. The first one's always free. Um, but I think I started coming here in ninety five to do like a you know, I don't know, like a comedy showcase or a pilot season and I think two thousand seven was the year I bought my first new car It's exciting you know and I was far from like 16 you know right Um, I remember I was doing Reno at the time and I was just going to get another junker and my it was my little sister who's like an LPN at like an old folks home who was like Mary how about you buy a new car I bet you've been working a bit. Yeah, you can get a new car, you know. You're like, on my
0: TV every week.
1: We were so like the hand-me-downs family, sure. and you know, just wondering if the lights were going to stay on. That it just didn't even dawn on me that I could like walk in and buy a new car. What did you
0: get for your new car?
1: I drove it here today. Um, whatever. Twelve years later, uh, a red convertible Mini Cooper. Sexy. I love it.
0: Did you feel badass when you bought it? Like, I really like did. I earned this. I deserve I this. I did.
1: I wanted to be like married, like, out on the on the yeah. side of it. I loved yeah.
0: it. Good. Driving around. Yeah. All that stuff.
1: And, like, I just, I don't understand, like, being in L.A. and not having a convertible. I just, yeah. yeah.
0: Going down the highway. Yeah. How do you, how did you learn over time to cope with the ups and downs of it all? Because you could be on a show, and then it ends. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, it's okay, I'm going to have another one. And yeah. Maybe don't for a while. Like, how, yeah. do, how do you manage it?
1: Well, first and foremost, I learned to save. I yeah. just kept sucking money away. Like, Smart. And I live very cheaply because of the way I grew up. Like, I swear to God, I'm, like, if I can buy, like, a, a jumbo, like, six-pack of, like, bounty paper towels, I'm like, ha-ha, get you're living, me. You're living um, high on
0: the hog. Fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Super
1: fancy. I don't even look at the price. These yeah. are fancy paper towels. So it's pretty easy for me to, like, stretch a dollar. Um, and I love thrift shops to yeah. this day. Um, but... I think also I learned to develop, like, a larger life outside of the business, and I think also in, like, the late 90s, like, 99, I think, is when I got sober. Little pitch for spreading.
0: Right on. Good for you. Congrats. Um,
1: thank you. So, like, 20 years? It's crazy. Um, but that helped a huge amount.
0: Right. Because they were
1: real big on, like, you know what? Develop hobbies. Like, find things to do besides drinking that you enjoy. Right. <laughs> and... So I did. I like had this super like nerd um, resurgence. I was really into archaeology. I love history. I you know I love art. I love drawing now. Like I draw every morning. I keep a journal. Like I value. So the business is not your whole life. No God, no. And when I'm not doing like I can't even watch because I'm so neurotic about how am I doing, how am I doing, um, which sort of comes with the business. I I can't watch like Veep, unfortunately, right? And just sort of enjoy it as an audience member and laugh because it's like, oh well, there's my friend that's on it, and there's this other person that's on it, and why yeah. didn't I get that part? And why yeah. didn't I get seen? I didn't
0: even get complimented. Yeah, yeah.
1: So it's like it just leaves me bitter, like right? And I always liken it to like you know, it's like a plumber going home and like staring at a sink right. to relax. Do you know what I mean? Like that's not going to happen. So I tend to watch documentaries and you know. Um, PBS and stuff like that just because it's, to me, it's escapist. It's, yeah. um And I, I do. I think it's a good thing for any actor to do because it it allows you to bring something into, and also I'm really into, crazily, politics. Yeah. I used to have a lot of pride about sort of like putting my head in the sand because yeah. it was like, well, it's the same cast of characters over and over. And they're like, all the
0: same on every side. Yeah, and it's unless just, they're you're going to be less...
1: in government, yeah. then why bother? You're not going to change it. And it's right. like, well, but no, you do. people do change it. Like, People have set themselves on fire yeah, and started the Arab Spring. Like, you know, right. um, that was not a politician. And I'm not saying anybody should set themselves on fire. Uh, All right. I thinking about it. Legal disclaimer. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and in a roundabout way, that interest in, like, in, in politics, in what was going on uh, in the news, um, and just loving watching Anderson Cooper...
0: He's your, he's your dude?
1: He's my boyfriend.
0: He's pretty he's cute. A gay boyfriend. I like when he chortles.
1: I love it when he giggles and chortles. Right, the
0: chortling and the giggling, right? I love it when
1: Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo have their bromance. They're
0: so in love with each other, right? Oh, my
1: God. Yeah. But I miss it. Like, for a while, there was, like, this... I can't remember what her name is. Something weird. But she was, like, this beautiful, sort of, uh, almost Indian-looking reporter on CNN that was kind of like Robin to Anderson Cooper's Howard Stern.
0: Right, Okay.
1: And they were doing like a flirty thing back and forth. And I was like, "Interesting, guys."
0: I mean, it's not flying, but maybe <laughs> yeah. it's.
1: But they were fun. so cute. They cho- they like were. Yeah. You could totally have a marriage yeah. of convenience. Those two.
0: You know what, bugs though. I watch a lot of MSNBC, and whenever like Rachel's passing off to Lawrence O'Donnell or um, Chris is passing off to Rachel, they're always like, "All right, take it, my friend." I don't like my friend. I know your friends, and I, I, I should like it. I just feel like.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's almost like not wanting to know that mommy and daddy like are having sex. Yeah, it's like,
0: no, you're just colleagues. Yeah. I mean, we get it.
1: But be, yeah, be professional. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: think so. There's Our government's about, dying. You know, exactly.
1: In a way, <laughs> like that crosses my mind too when I see the Don Lemon's Chris Cuomo thing. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, guys, that's really cute. Yeah. Is, what, what, what happened? What's going on with bar today? Shut <laughs> yeah. the fuck up. But it's, I yeah. guess they kind of, maybe they have to do it just to sort of
0: like. Keep from losing their and losing yeah. their minds. I'm down with Nicole Wallace as my jam lately. She's Wait. my crush on MSNBC.
1: I, you know what? I she's need around, to I need to like, like embrace o'clock. the MSNBC. I have That's all right,
0: you don't have to, but she's my I love her. I'm
1: gonna check her out. She's
0: got a good sense of humor. She brings on smart people and oh, do it. Good, yeah, good. We all have our things. Um you pick some questions from the observation deck. Yes, yes. Do those. What was your lowest point professionally?
1: Oh, um I think it was I was singing, um, I got hired to sing, so technically I was entertaining. But I was working at a Germaine Monte—I don't even know if they exist anymore. I don't know what that is. A makeup, a cosmetics company. Yeah. At Macy's, and I was hired. It was such a Lucy Ethel moment. I was hired with this uh, this guy friend of mine, who had this like weird thing happening with his hands. He had like a weird—it doesn't matter. But we had to like dress in French chef outfits. No lie, like you—all you needed was like the conveyor belt with the chocolates going. Yeah, by. yeah, yeah. But we were passing out. Um, champagne truffles and singing like French sort of standards and show tunes, a cappella, eight hours at a makeup counter. Wow, and we were eating so many truffles that we really were getting sort of like drunk. We like <laughs> we didn't have anything to eat. It right, it was like sugar and champagne. So we were like, and
0: where were? Where was this? At Macy's in, in New York City. In New York City, like the Macy's, flagship the Macy's. Wow, it's like your Sandaland Diaries moment almost. Totally,
1: yeah. and I was also an elf, by the way. Oh, you were at David Sedaris's, you know, the stomping same. grounds. Yeah, my I think freshman year of college. Yeah, nice. Yeah.
0: I love it, but that was a, that was a, at least it was show business. I,
1: but I do remember, like, at the cosmetics job, like, singing La Vie en Rose, and somebody being like, where's the blush? You know, <laughs> and I, like, went into the bathroom. I was sitting on the bathroom in my French chef outfit crying.
0: Just because it felt, like, yeah. most degrading. In French.
1: I was crying in French.
0: Busy. You know. That's something. So
1: that's something, yeah.
0: Yeah, I love it. Have you ever written a fan letter or email?
1: Yes. Many. Um...
0: I think that's a good thing.
1: And, 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 like, nowadays, I write, like, fan letters to, like, neuroscientists. Like, I right. just love your work. Right. You know, because um, I'm a, you know, nerd. But uh, when I was much younger, like 12, a lot of people told me. Because, like, I lived for one day at a time. Yeah. The, the original one with Valerie Bertinelli. Right. And, um, and P.S., Mary Louise, Mary Louise Wilson, who played Schneider's girlfriend, I got to work with her off-Broadway. With Nora Ephron and Jane Lynch and Tyne Daly.
0: What a dream team. Crazy.
1: In Love Lost and what I wore. But I wrote a fan letter to Valerie Bertinelli. I wore my hair exactly like her, parted in the middle, yeah. tucked behind the ears, straight as a board. Right. And I just thought she was the most beautiful thing in the world. And somebody said I looked like her, and I was like, oh my God.
0: That's amazing. I'm
1: beautiful. So I wrote her a fan letter.
0: Did she and write you back?
1: Valerie? I'm still waiting. Her uh, response. No, it's totally fine. She probably never even saw it. That's But okay. I still love her. I think she's just the bomb.
0: I have a friend that's working with her. Maybe I can mm-hmm, make mm-hmm. a dream come true. I don't know. I do love that, though. If you had to change careers tomorrow, what would you pursue?
1: Oh, uh, it would either be costume, like history, costume design. That's cool. Sort of, Or maybe with a side, like thrift shop, vintage store. Um, maybe just find this amazing weird studio Madeline
0: Clark and not changing a thing
1: right or um, archaeologists
0: yeah you want to dig in the dirt and I find do. that stuff
1: or like comparative religion like I just love ancient history yeah. and like weird just love it when they like discover shit that's in the bible that's like oh wait that that is real yeah that's weird
0: you also you mentioned the stage show you were on Broadway yeah with the Martin yeah. Short show yeah what was the name of it Martin Short Martin
1: Short colon fame becomes me
0: was it a blast? It was, was it the Broadway dream come true?
1: It, was, it really was. And it was the perfect show for me to have as my first Broadway show because it was like, it almost seems like like the kids at the Stoners in the back of the school bus were like, wait, what? We can have a Broadway show? Yeah. Like, we weren't part of that. I wasn't, anyway. Part of that clique. Right. Um, and I don't have that traditional sort of, you know, thing, that musical theater thing. What was
0: the format of it? Was it kind of a review style with different sketches, said, or was it more of a story? It was
1: Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman, oh, fun. Um, uh, who created it with Marty. And I think they said they based it on a, a like an obscure movie called or a show called Hell's a Poppin'. Okay. Um, and it was very much like a '70s variety show. Um, and we were his, you know, we were the five person ensemble of his right. one person show. But I got to play Judy Garland and Joan Rivers and um, Jodie Foster, Liza, you know, it just went on and on and it was just a dream come true. And we got to workshop it, which is my favorite, favorite thing to do is to like originate characters and get to like develop it. The whole thing. You know, like Joan originally wasn't even in the show and I was like, "Ah," you know. I can do it. Yeah. So Mark was like, all right. And they wrote me a bit. And so it was, it was wonderful. Nicole Parker, Brooks Eshmanskas. Yeah. Who I would so have a marriage of convenience with?
0: Now, did know. all of your Jersey people come and see you?
1: They did. Was it?
0: A ma- it was like a magical moment, right? It was really great. Home town girl makes good.
1: And I'm totally gonna cry. Aww. Because my mom got to come to the like opening night thing. Oh, at tavern amazing. on the green, and <gasps> you know, and she sat down at a table with Tom Hanks. Probably when he was trying to escape any people whatsoever, right? Like just sit in a quiet. He's never table.
0: though. He's never trying. He's to. so sweet, he's right? Never. He doesn't have that gene. I don't think. Yeah,
1: but he was just sitting by himself at a table, and my mom like sat down and Forrest said, like, "Looks
0: lonely." I'm gonna go.
1: Yeah, and she was like, "Turner and Hooch is one of my favorite films. <laughs> that and Philadelphia Story." And he said, I'm pretty sure that is the only time that has ever been said or ever will be said. God bless you. Did you witness this or I, did you hear about it? She told me. And oh, and funny. I later um, mentioned it on the Conan O'Brien show. But Because um, I got to go on the Conan O'Brien See, show from that. And yeah. my mom was just such a huge cheerleader for what yeah. I do. And, you know, she's a big reason why I, like, wound up, like, not quitting. Not, like, giving up. Just, like, going for it. Because yeah. where I'm from, it's like, who do you think you are? Yeah. Like it may be like some like old Irish thing, like, oh, I think you're yeah. gonna go to Hollywood, yeah. yeah, you know. And but I, I decided to kind of really try it to do because it. of great teachers who said like, no, you should try it.
0: And what did your mother say that was encouraging, or was she just always? It was always this present. She just
1: loved to laugh, like whenever yeah. I would do characters, you know. And she had a lot of issues and mental health problems and stuff, as many of us do. And so she was just such a great audience and like but you always felt like she was in your corner yeah and like we didn't I went to NYU Tisch school the arts it was like back then it was like $17,000 yeah. a year or something we didn't have that we didn't have any money we were on food stamps but she fucking like drove me into New York City in her shitty car like wrote a letter saying why I needed Scott like we went in there with like a violin I was dressed in rags she did, you know, she lied. She, like, got me a food plan for free.
0: She did whatever it took. Yeah,
1: and meanwhile, my dad, who I love, 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 but he's very practical, and he was like, you know, maybe you should go to the community college. I think that would yeah. be a more, you know, he just yeah. was not, didn't think it was wise, but she was like, no, you can do this. You know? I
0: am, um, is she still with us?
1: She's not. Oh, that's why I got yeah. so teary, sorry. She, she passed away three years ago on June 2nd.
0: But and we're thrilled to have that kind of night with her or other yes, nights like that.
1: so many. Yeah. I'm so lucky. Anybody who's listening, call your mother yeah. and tell you love her. And if she's a total hot mess, <laughs> don't mention it. <laughs> Just say, like, I love you. You're fucking amazing for being, you know, changing my poopy diapers. Yeah. Got to go. Something's on the stove.
0: Yeah. One of my favorite singers is a Canadian singer named Jan Arden. Do you know of her? I feel like I know that name. She had some hits name. on the radio called, like, Insensitive a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I th- just I adore her, right? And she's written books, and she's, you know, in Canada, she's in every form of media, and she started doing this podcast. And I was listening to it yesterday, and they were talking about her early days, and she wrote this song called Good Mother, and, and the, the source of that song. And she just remembered when she was starting out as a singer-songwriter, her mother said to her, she goes, Jan, why not you?
1: How great is that? You know, and I was
0: like, why not you? I'm like, I'm going to make that a little, I'm going to make that the little screensaver on the yes. phone. Yes. Why not you? That's Somebody's going to do this stuff.
1: Yes. yes, Why not you? And, the, you know, one thing I'm learning, you know, and I'm now 51, I just turned 51, um, is yet yeah, show business is filled with people who are at best mediocre at certain skills and that no, you know, no hate, but they are persistent, they have confidence, They do baby steps. They finish things. They say, why not me? Yeah. They feel a certain amount of entitlement. And I feel like so many talented people I know have, you know, can run circles around them with skills. And, but they don't have that sort of like entitlement.
0: And that other thing is when you, when something doesn't go your way, they get up and go right again. They don't ruminate. Right. How can I make it better? uh, They're just like, oh, it was their fault. They missed out. Yeah. Like they don't sit in it. Right. Yeah.
1: And that's it. That's something I'm just, Getting to the point of now is like you know what I'm good enough to stink, like, and I've heard that from a lot of people. Even the guy, (laughs) a great tagline, actually. The guy who write uh, writes the Game of Thrones show said that recently that he finally the thing that changed the trajectory of his career in Legend Game of Thrones was he stopped taking things personally and said, "Oh right, I know what I'm doing. So if you don't like this, I'm going to take you know whatever is wrong with it and improve it." Yeah. Because I'm good enough to. In other words, if I write something shitty. Or I do a performance that's not good. That doesn't mean I'm not good. It means I did a performance that's not up to my potential. Right. So how can I improve it? Right. You know, and so like I can take look giving at yourself it. that permission to be like, yeah, fucking Judy Garland fucked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? She forgot lyrics, she was hoarse, she was flat, she yeah. was, you know, very rarely flat. But, you know, she made mistakes all the time and she was a genius. Yeah. So, you know, I love that I'm like
0: I I'm, love it. I'm this all is like very uplifting. I'm all about it. What's the most embarrassing CD or download that you have in your collection?
1: Okay, this is narcissistic, but I have a CD that I myself recorded. I was in a girl group.
0: I love it. It's
1: called, it was so awful, Blue Dash, the letter I, capital I, Dash Soul. And it was a three-girl R&B group that was on the heels of like, and Vogue had just happened. sure, And like salt and pepa and all those, you know, TLC. And so we were like a put-together sort of menudo, Yeah, you know, that these two women, Tony and Priscilla, put us together. Right. We played the Trenton State Penitentiary. Bet you did. We did. We played Showtime at the Apollo. We were on Star Search. We had a... <gasps> what uh, was the name of you? That, how do you say that? Blue Eye Soul. Blue Eye Soul.
0: Okay. And we Are you all white? All white. Yeah.
1: Um, not a stitch in common with either of the girls. Right. And uh I remember like we just done Star Search and I was like at the little like Mickey Mouse hotel like, on yeah. the porch smoking a cigarette. <laughs> and the other two were inside and I was like, you know what? I think I need to pursue sketch comedy. Right. Like I was like, this is just These not, are not my me. people. This isn't my world, you know. Yeah. But um but it was yeah, it's a de I still have the demos. Oh. And what we your one songs? of the, one of those uh, oh my god, they're so great. One of them goes, um, just let me make love to you, baby. I so. won't hurt. I'll treat you ever so gentle. We had producers named Bunny and Lamb Chop. They looked like pimps. <laughs> the recording studio had no live parachutes covering the ceiling. Right. They were huge potheads. I have, like, an Do hour of any of these,
0: like, could I ever find one? No, or is it just the demos that you But have? I have
1: them, like, I'm talking, they're on cassette tape.
0: I think you should make an Instagram.
1: I have a video of Star Search. Oh, yeah.
0: Is it on your Instagram or just some? It's going to be. It should be. I think it's funny.
1: I'm going to dedicate it to you, to Dennis. Thank you.
0: I want to see that. Was that wild? What a trip, though, right? It was, yeah. It was How great. did it all end? Just um, fizzle, or was there an explosion?
1: I think... I don't know. I remember, like, Michelle got bit in the face by a dog. Like, <laughs> I don't know what happened.
0: Your typical behind-the-music stuff, right? Yes.
1: But, no, I mean, I think it really did boil it down to me. Uh, I don't know what the other girl's experience was, but I, I think I did say, like, you know what? I Thank you so much, you know? I, like, got to pay my rent for, like, three weeks, yeah. three months, you know, in advance.
0: Who were you on Star Search with? What um, do you remember on Star Search?
1: Jeff Ross, the comedian. Yeah,
0: the roast, um, the roast guy.
1: Yeah, Jeff Ross was on the same episode, and he, I remember we were taking one of those, like, uh, jungle, like, uh, boats, where it was like they would have a guy on a microphone saying, like, and this is where they made it, it's yeah. a small rolloff at, at nighttime, and Jeff, like, asked if he could get on the microphone that the tour guide had and practice his routine for Star Search, which I thought was so great. You know um, what,
0: never waste an audience opportunity. Yeah,
1: great, great lesson, so... Um, yeah, it was it was a great experience.
0: Yeah. yeah, other people that have been on that show said Ed McMahon was nice.
1: He was so nice.
0: Yeah, that's good.
1: But it's the good motherfucker gave you know four stars to the little ten year old neo Nazi blonde boys who were yeah. like doing acrobatics.
0: Not as good. You know, not cool.
1: You can't compete with that.
0: No. So you got the Trump family special coming up. I can't wait to come back. Yes. What's your dream gig?
1: Um, I think my dream gig is. It's basically like doing the Carol Burnett show. Yeah. Um, it, my dream gig is doing what I do in my living room. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Making my <laughs> little face swaps. Um, yeah. But I am writing, uh, I'm writing a show. Um, I did a one-woman show that we did at Joe's Pub and, and a, a few spaces out here. Um, but it's called uh, Hot Mess, and it's now um, a half-hour pilot that we're getting ready to pitch. So
0: I want to see Hot Mess. Yeah,
1: it's about me and my mom, and basically, like, I went home to be her hospice nurse. <laughs> oh, wow. So um, that was that was an interesting um, and amazing experience, and I, in a way, as, like, traumatic as it can be, I highly recommend it if, if there are people out there with moms who are reaching that stage in their life, because, right. boy... Once they're gone, like, you at least have that, like, that time with them. Yeah. You know? And we were blessed that we had, like, three months' notice that she was going to pass. And a lot of families don't get that. So it was a really, you know, um, interesting thing. So it's a comedy about grief, basically. I love it. It's hilarious!
0: I love it. And it's it would be, like, a half-hour show. Yeah. And you would just play one character, though.
1: I think so. We'll see.
0: Yeah. It could take any kind we'll of say, form. Yeah. There's
1: a few different. That's angles, so but, fun. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, how can people find out more about what you do, or wh- what would you like to send people?
1: Thank you. Um, there is Twitter, which is at Mary Birdsong. Yeah. Instagram is at Mary Birdsong official.
0: Damn right it's official.
1: Right. And YouTube, which is where the... I have a web series on YouTube called 365 Characters in 365 Days, which is sort of the birth of all these little videos. Right.
0: So you did yeah. you do that one a day?
1: I'm up to like 180. So you're doing it
0: now. We're in the middle of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's taken more than a year, but, you know, I think once I finish the you 365... You didn't say com-
0: 365 consecutive days.
1: You know what? You're a genius and you should be a lawyer.
0: Thank you. That's good, though.
1: But it's really fun. Some are six seconds. Some yeah. are two minutes. But there's a lot of fun, a lot of, like, Randy Rainbow-esque kind of musical numbers in there. That's awesome. But so. it
0: sort of lit a fire for you, right? Like, I've committed to this thing. I'm going to do th- I'm going to generate. Yeah,
1: yeah, It just keeps me – that's another thing about with the acting world. Like, I can't just wait for the phone to ring or, like, phones ever ring anymore. Yeah. I can't wait for a tweet to come in, <laughs> you know. Uh, so uh, it just – I'm never, ever bored.
0: Yeah. I love it. Well, it's good. So many of the people that I know that I started out and doing different things with – we came up. We did stuff for free. We finally got some opportunities, and some things happened, and the business kind of shook the way it did, and now we're doing things for free again because we love them. Yeah. Sometimes we get paid, and sometimes we don't. And yeah. we...
1: And also strange, like, and again, this, you know, who knows what will happen with this show, but, like, many different <sighs> opportunities I've had came about, and they never come about from the things where you're like, here we go. Yep,
0: my agent's going to call them, and it's going to, yeah. You know, yeah. I've been in
1: huge things, God bless, that were like, Big deal things. Nothing ever panned out with them.
0: What's the most random stuff that's come out of like the Instagram stuff or the YouTube stuff? Um,
1: One thing was I wound up doing uh, the musical of uh, Tales of the City with Armistice. Oh my God, I
0: made a note of that. Yeah. I saw that on your IMDb photos in San Francisco, right?
1: Yeah, and Jake Shears of uh, the Scissor Sisters was the music. Oh, my
0: boyfriend, he doesn't know it, but he is.
1: And I did a character, I was heartbroken at the time, uh, and I dated a musician, so I started doing this character called 99 Cent Horde that was learning how to play the guitar. Right. Clock in the morning instead of crying, and like Armistead Maupin saw this uh, song I did called you know 99 Cent Horror, and decided he really loved me to play Mona, and Holy uh, shit. you know that's and I a great never, role. I wasn't posting them for that reason, right? You know, but like a lot of instances of that where such you know some person saw such and such. The Martin Short Show came about because I did like a one night you know variety show that Jackie Hoffman did downtown, you know, right. in a church basement basically. So you
0: got to say yes cuz you never know. Yeah. And also it's a, it's what you love.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you just never know. Um, what was the
0: Tales experience like cuz I think show didn't go on that much after that, right?
1: It didn't. And it's a strange it's a, it's a strange reason. I'm not sure why. I think there's a lot of factors behind the scenes I don't know, but it was a great great group of people. Betsy Wolf was yeah. um uh, oh god why am i blanking on her name the Laura Lenny character.
0: Marianne Singleton Marianne,
1: Marianne Singleton.
0: What a treat though West, I love yeah. Armistead and I love those books and that oh, whole yeah. thing. And he's the best. And yeah.
1: and Jason Moore was directing it who did Avenue Q and right. so many other things. Um so you know we will we'll see. Maybe it'll have A a second life because there's beautiful, beautiful Well music and
0: in and it. the the new Netflix show is about to bow this week. That's so a good point. Tails fever, point. it's back in the air. And also
1: I think at the time this is my only theory is at the time we had, you know, brilliant women playing the Lady Magical part, the, the, trans, yeah, the, Anna, the yeah. trans part. But this was before what has happened. Yeah, has the happened. consciousness around casting yeah, and stuff. Like nobody talked about trans issues. Yeah. And uh and and representation. And yeah. so now there is a whole new opportunity because of pose and all these different shows. Um, to really, like, make the most of that role and hire an actual, like, amazing... We had Justin Vivian Bond play it in a, like, a one-day thing in New right. York recently, um, which was great to see an actual person, you know.
0: What were your songs like in Tales?
1: Oh, one of them was called Crutch. Yeah. Which was great. Love it. Um, one of them... Uh, oh, God. Seeds and Stems. It's a beautiful song. And actually, if you go on About my YouTube, porn.
0: yeah, I want to go on there. Yeah,
1: it's on YouTube.com. I think it's on like Mary Bird Song Sings or something like that. There's different playlists. But it's by Jake Shears, it's by Jason Sellers. And it. it's a gorgeous, gorgeous sort of like, you know, torch song gospel thing of like, you know what's left of my life? Seeds and stems. You know, mm. that's it. That's all I got right now. And I will fucking smoke that shit until I die. Yeah if it lets me like live fully and like have magic in my life. And, you know, it's that like that like 11 o'clock number and you know i was so i couldn't believe it when he was playing it for me during rehearsals i was like i get to sing that you know what was it like
0: when it opened were you nervous
1: oh very very nervous yeah, yeah. but it was also such a fun group and it was such a big cast and you
0: were in san francisco we
1: were in san francisco so there was a lot of love people flew in from scotland just yeah it. laura linney came you know it was just there was so much love You're being part of this it.
0: family yeah this and
1: like people when they saw armistead maupin come out in the beginning it's um, just introduced or whatever, like it was like these older gay men were seeing Santa Claus come <laughs> to life like they they were like weeping because of what this man meant to them. He was the first person that told them it 's okay to be who you are in fact it 's great to be you know gay and young and handsome and sexual and you know and different, and for women too, you know what I mean like he, nobody else was doing that kind of stuff at the time in the like late seventies, I guess is when it was so It was just a really magical thing. It was a huge cast also, which I think financially could have been an issue. So maybe they'll do like this show is doing and have double and triple casting. Yeah, figure some stuff out and bring it to life. Yeah.
0: Um, We're going to wrap it up and let you get to rehearsal. Last question, why do you love what you do?
1: Oh, my gosh. Because life is so hard. And it can make people feel so alone. And so I think it's... And we're also scared. And I think this is a way... To, like, feel close to people without the scariness of, like, actually standing there and, like, talking to them.
0: <laughs> right.
1: But you can, like, reach so many people and, like, post a video on Facebook or whatever late at night and and just be honest or sing a song or even just say, like, I fucking feel like shit right now. Anyone else? Am I alone in this? And people will be like, oh, my gosh, thank you. Because I thought I was the only one feeling that. Now I'm not. And it's it's just a it just builds bridges you know and it it lifts people up and and it can have the opposite effect but i feel like it's just like a really powerful tool that is absolutely free like you can do it for free you don't need a movie studio you don't need a tv studio you don't need a stage you need like a bathroom if yep. you can like you know a public bathroom will do like <laughs> make your videos yeah. do it as Jenna said, you know, why not you? Why not you? So.
0: We're going to end it there. Thank you. It's a delightful talk. Me I'm too. I'm in love with you. I can't We're wait to go. A, like, in, right I know. We're going to namaste. Just All instinctively. Right. Go see Mary and the Trump family special. You will not be sorry. And uh, hopefully I will um, get to talk to you again and again and again. Yes. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks again to Mary Birdsong. I'm in love. Um, I hope to do lots of things with you. Maybe bring you into the mismatch game. Um, you are a force of nature and I love talking to you. All right, go see the Trump Family Special. Uh, learn more at trumpfamilyspecial.com. Um, I'm definitely going on Saturday, June 15th at 10.30 p.m. It's at the Arena Stage in Hollywood. Um, I can't wait. Okay, so this happened. Not a lot happened since the last time I did one of these. So, um, one thing I can think that happened is, um, Jeb Havens and I, who co-created You Don't Know My Life, we're going to be doing the Melrose Trading Post Flea Market um, on June 23rd, a Sunday, and it's our first time. And so I went to the flea market. They have, I guess, the first Sunday of every month, they have like a raffle where all the vendors put in their name and then they draw out names and you get to like sign up for your spot in that order. I got picked third out of like, I don't know, 30 people or whatever. So I was able to get us a nice plump spot right by the food court you can hear the live music um we can rent our everything we need in terms of like tables and stuff for like 35 bucks anyway this could be a boon for us or it can be just some fun in the sun and a wash but we're excited so come check that out that's on june 23rd that's all we have this week um we'll catch you next time on dennis anyone bye